Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of Shotgun Start. It is May 9th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. You know, uh, good weekend. It's Monday morning here. Sorry for the, the re- late release, but you know, it was Mother's Day yesterday. And uh, was it? I, I didn't, I couldn't tell on social media. Was it Mother's Day yesterday? Did everybody? I saw some pictures know, of mothers. And, is it official? And wives. If you don't tag and post about your your wife or significant other or your mom on Instagram, it's, I, it's not. I was wondering about that, but I didn't want to. You know, my wife hates when I post social pictures of her. You know, she just sure. she hates it. So, and I didn't want to ask for permission and go through the process of you know selecting out an image that that gets the permission approved. You know. I am not besmirching the practice. Everyone did it. You know, everybody does it. I'm not like popping you if you did. I just, it's interesting how these things evolved. Your birthday, like the people who regram birthday wishes, like, I don't know. When people tell me, happy, text me, happy birthday, I don't forward that text to all my contacts in my phone. And that's essentially what you're doing when you regram happy birthday wishes to yourself. It's just interesting how social media has evolved sort of the peacocking of different. Uh, days and well, holidays. It but, all started know, when the metaverse. It all started with the metaverse and and being a lot be, people. Everybody being able to know when your birthday was. You know, right, right. That's true. That's true. LeBron is the king of that. I'll just say, you know, uh, uh, people often uh, you know, accuse me of being overly defensive of LeBron, but it's fascinating how he, you know, I love. I love regrams every compliment and every well wish. It's interesting, but I don't. I love him that. not being a part of the playoffs, but being a part of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, running when he, commentary when he gets a little deep in the wine. And yeah, then, uh, then he's <laughs> then he's tweeting about about the NBA. I, yeah. I just like I chuckle every time I see him. It's just it's the best. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the golf. We are rested and ready. Uh, yeah, he we should. Just had he to... should go on TNT or, or ESPN. He should just. He should just take a, a part time uh, analyst job, <laughs> and they should just let him drink his his expensive red wine. What's amusing was like his whole. He used to do the zero dark thirty was what he would call it, right? <laughs> and he wouldn't be he'd turn off all social media. Like he didn't even have social media. He was really late to it. Anyways, we don't need to get into all the broad thing. But now he's like, his takes are everywhere on everything. Um, all right, let's get to the golf. Uh, Max Homa wins. We'll start with the Wells Fargo Championship in my backyard here in TPC Potomac. Should I do? Avon, should Farm. I do LeBron style uh, takes? You on know, this, on this. Homa. I, I I remember watching Max at the 2016 Rustoleum. Uh, in, at <laughs> Ivanhoe, and I I saw that I think he was sponsored by MLB at that point, and I saw that MLB logo, and I knew one day he'd duke it out with a fellow MLB logo guy, Cam- Cameron, Cameron Young. Young. All right, there we go. The, the persistent MLB logo is kind of uh, amazing. That's going to always be on tour, apparently. Uh, Homa wins at Wells Fargo Championship. 
honestly, and maybe I'm biased, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good tournament, pretty good test. Uh, you know, there, there's many people are saying here on the streets of Potomac that uh, it was uh, compared favorably to a soggy championship, you know, down the street. And maybe the TPC in 2011, maybe, you know, this score was lower. Maybe the TPC might be the better course of the two in Potomac. I'm wow. just kidding. Just is that, is trying that, to, no. Is that just, that's floating around, Kevin John? I'm just trying to rile up my my friends at Congressional that, that I know. No, I'm kidding. It was uh, it was well, you know th- this course might be better than the Reese Jones course that uh, that was there. <laughs> then That's, uh, no. I, I don't know if I would disagree with that. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad for I. I can't stress. I know this is like a TV talking point. How shitty it was. It was. It's so bad here for four days. It rained. It was gray. It was. You know, it wasn't that cold. The cold thing was being overblown. Yesterday was not bad, and Homa said so. It wasn't as cold as they thought, but it was so bad. It was the opposite of the Sounds last like time they got, were here. You got some fake spring. You got some Chicago oh, yeah. fake spring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we sat around all weekend just pissing. The rain was pissing down. Uh, I don't know. It, it was bad, but the course held up fine. It was lawn. I think what Homa talked about, like you hit a lot of mid and lawn irons here. Uh, it, it's not like overly lawn. It's 71 and something um and this course it, it held up okay i'll say this like this course um has stood up really well i do not think it's at all a masterpiece <laughs> i don't think mm-hmm. there's a ton of strategy yeah um it, in years past it's been superbly conditioned they've always done a really good job there um this year just making it playable was a was a feat yep. of maintenance but the scores have never been bonkers low. And I think, you know, you have to be really care. You have to be really good off the tee. Um, there's obviously, I think this is a golf course that, that fits, you know, the pro game decently well, but it, yeah. it would be a disaster. Disaster oh. for anybody that's like a oh. 15 handicap. Oh, to go play. so hard. I've walked it. Obviously <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, this would be like, it's, it's out and back. Like it's, you know, it's every hole is its own little arena. And uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hilly. It's, it's hard. It, Especially it when enjoyable. you get some conditions like Saturday when it's windy and it's right. rainy, just right. gnarly stuff to play in. This, this bring is, a dozen, bring 18 golf balls, something like that. You bring a lot of golf balls. If you're bad at golf. This is like when the, uh, in like the NTAAs, when the regionals, when you get <laughs> those Southern schools that come up to like the Midwest region and they're playing in like 55 degree weather with wind and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. This was, this was like that this week. There a lot of, a lot of pro golfers that were, kind of fish out of the water with you know they rarely play in cold windy and wet you know well, and, outside of a few places and it's so rare to have it rain that much and not have them get called off right like mm-hmm. uh well there's no lightning and the course is still playable and of course you're doing lift clean in place um i like mcelroy rory saying on sunday like you know we could have played it up today you know there weren't he came out and said it you know, there weren't a lot of mud balls for how much rain. We probably could have played it up. We didn't need to be doing the lift clean and cheap. But they uh, wouldn't have yeah, gotten the rare. engagement on PGA Tour comms, though, if they had done that. <laughs> Maybe that's sort of how that's gone now. They do it now more for the social engagement, this impacting how they how they decide to play their championships. Either way, Max Home is your winner. It's his fourth win since whatever that was. The Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow in 2019. He's got Riviera. He's got the Fortnite Championship, aka the Safeway, and now he's got Wells Fargo at multiple venues. Um, 
I think he talked about this in his, his post-round press conference. Uh, he feels like he's won on a variety of golf courses, and that speaks to he's he's happy about that. Uh, he's obviously wears that as a bet. He'll take wins wherever he can, but he that's sort of a badge of of pride and honor uh, because this one he said was different than Wells Fargo, set up more favorably to him. But but Riviera is obviously very different from those, and, and Fortnite's different in its own way. So. Uh, quite a career he's building here on the uh, professional golf circuit. You know what? He uh, he's almost a, a huge achievement in the golf world. Do you know what that is? Pancake zone. Pancake zone. I he's almost there. He's almost joining the greats, uh, Carl Pedersen and and Ricky Fowler, <laughs> in the pancake zone. So I think um, obviously. <clears throat> Social media sensation, love beloved by all of media. This is not just all golf media. media. He is beloved by all of media. It's unbelievable, and I'm not. This is not a critique. I, mean, I used to sit in all these meetings about like, how do we get the younger audience? How do we get the younger millennials? I think you just had to get the millennial podcasters, the mid to late thirties podcast audience, and media, social media star. He's everywhere, and it's not a critique. It's un. It's it's great, and now he's got Mastercard. He's got logos all over the place. He's he's doing he's and for a good guy, happy for him. He's listen, doing listen, Max is a great guy. Yeah, you know, I've talked to him. You know, he he'll sometimes yeah. send me texts about some random take, and and that in terms of like a media person, or that's like the most endearing thing you could do to anybody in media, you know, is send them yeah. a text about their some take in an article or like, oh. you know, they're like, that makes you feel really happy, you know? So he's, he's a very endearing person. He, 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 and you can Not tell big. it. I mean, you got, after he wins, you've got big cat <laughs> from Barstool tweeting. You've got SVP ESPN Rosillo's tweeting like he has eclipsed golf media you know when yeah. he wins and when he's in the hunt like the biggest voices in in sports media are watching um which is which is really cool for golf um it's really cool considering you know he's a top 30 player this is not a top five player um I think one of the things with with Max and what's made him so popular is obviously, and, and this is very obvious, but uh, he's allowed everybody to come on the journey with him, you know, uh-huh. by being real, by being open. Um, I think sometimes that could probably be a negative for him, uh, but he's really opened himself up. Uh, he's allowed people into his life. He's allowed people to come on the journey uh, since even his struggles when he was down and and not playing great golf. He's talked openly about his confidence issues where he doesn't necessarily believe he's as good of a player as his results would indicate. And a lot of it has become been overcoming self-belief, like self-belief issues. And I think for everybody in all walks of life, it's a very relatable thing because it that's, that's just a thing that people struggle with all through life. Uh, different careers, all sorts of things. You know that it's just something that's relatable. And I think the neat thing too is, you know, in the in the post presser with uh, Balionis, uh, he talked. He just was like, you know, life's really good, and I appreciate someone who can sit back and reflect and say something as simple as that. Like his his life's in a great spot, and it's really clear. Like he's enjoying what he does, and I think that's what. <clears throat> It makes him just 
you know, a magnet for for people, and uh, it, and it shows, and and it's great to see him playing good golf. And I think obviously four wins in a short short window, three of them in the last two years. This is not the Riviera win. Like, let's just sure get that out there. Like the field, the field's the pretty course. weak. I it, it just a little bit better than the Fortnite win last fall. So you know, this was kind of a fall event win um but a win nonetheless and a win over some good players and and so obviously uh i think from now what i would like to see from max is a little bit more in the majors a little bit you know i the riviera win was a big win and obviously all the great players were there but you know he has he's been pretty lackluster in wgc's very lackluster in majors, uh, making just three of nine cuts. I think his best finish is like 40th. So now I think for him as a player, it, and I think this is probably a confidence thing, is just comfort and confidence, get into the majors, start playing better in the majors and and see where this could go because he's got the tools. I mean, he he's, I, he's always been a really good player. He's a great ball striker. Uh, and... And, you know, when when it's a demanding setup, he's got a really good chance. If you look at the, where he wins, like it's the score is usually sub 10 under par. Yeah, I saw Brandle talking about him on Saturday or <coughs> Friday saying his low ball flight is never going to be flavorable to major championship tests or, or treat him well, set him up well for, to me lower amongst relative to the to the pro set. Um, that would make that's sense. Tr- true. But, you know, it, it popped with me when he t- was talking about it. Um but I think that's that is just to be clear, like he's popular because he's he's not like trying to be popular. He's just being real. He's not being fake. He's a good human being. And like that is great. People want to help root for you and, and be friends with you and, and cheer for you. Like it's just it's just to be clear on that. Uh, uh, you talked about his relatability and how, how he just let you in on the, the down times and the up times. His career is sort of anomalous now, right? Compared to what we're used to. Four wins, it really doesn't start until he's almost 30, right? Now he's 31. This but is like a you normal, said, this was a normal career 20 years right, ago. Right. This and is, now it's, it's this is what the way it worked. Like this is he almost is in a way a throwback career because he had adjustment issues. Yeah. yeah that was down. like the right. thing that pros went through is a huge adjustment. It takes time to learn the ropes, get your confidence. This isn't yep. the case now as much, but a throwback kind of career. So now you talk about the tra- the question transitions to like, when you become a four-win player and you become a top 30 player, you start looking for what's what's like the next level. And I think it is, like you said, maybe major t- championship contention popping at a major. He seems to be really keen to make the president's cup uh, team. Talked about that. How that is uh, the tour tour comps just sitting there had to be delighted that he was talking about Prez cup and making tour championship where his two like massive goals or immediate goals. Cause he missed out. Of course, he just barely missed out at, at Kays Valley last year. Those are like, that's what he wants to be. And I think he'd be probably a great team member type you know for a team event um but you know he's not done it yet so th- that seems to be a immediate goal for him going forward yeah and i'm not in the business of goals but i i think you know obviously you have the the big picture goals of making the tour championship in the in the president's cup and you know that's that's a good that's good for lupland but yeah 
I, I majors. would I would push back and say majors. Majors. Yeah, absolutely. Because if um, you're if you're contending at majors, everything's <clears throat> gonna take care of itself. Can I know? get off while we're on the subject of that, can I get off a of Keegan take? Um I hope th- takes- I hope this is the same take that I have. That's kind of a zig here. Yeah. I, I he takes a ton of shit and not like unjustifiably so. Like he's a real he's a real freaking pro, like golfer. He hits the shit out of the ball. He's made multiple team events. He's won a major. Like he's an actual pro. He's you know, seems to be somewhat unlikable for a lot of people. Uh he's slow, you know, he's fidgety. That's a thing. Like he's an easy target for sure, but like he hits the shit out of the golf ball. He's done a lot of things in his career. He's just not like I, if we treat him like he's like a Brian Stewart or something like that. He's like one of these fringe like seventy five to one fifty guys, and maybe he is some years because of the putting. But like he's he's like a real freaking pro. That's all I'll say. I'm not trying to defend him. It's just like yesterday was an easy sort of um, way to. Go back, Max, and, and shit on Keegan kind of thing, and we often do. You popped them recently, really yeah. popped them. So Listen. I don't know. I just had to. I'm not defending him to the death, but just a just a resetting of the the goalpost. A couple of weeks ago, I said that my favorite part of every tournament was when he put it out because I knew I didn't have to watch him anymore. Yeah, that's still true. <laughs> I do not enjoy watching him play golf. But yesterday I did find myself reflecting a little bit about Keegan Bradley and how most players of his era, like if you think about the early 2010s, the players in Vogue, you had like Luke Donald, you had Jason Duffner, who, (laughs) you know, they went back to back with like, you think about Keegan Bradley's players of his ilk, Martin Keimer. These players in that era are all just like completely faded out of the game, really. Right. Where they're right. right. They're kind of just oh, like if you see him on a leaderboard, you're like, oh, remember that guy? Right. He's still hanging. Keegan. Keegan Bradley still hat is still relevant. And if you think about if that guy could just have been an average putter, how much he would have won. Because he hits it so good. Right. It just is a testament to when you are a grade A flusher. Right. right. And the thing about Bradley is it's really ugly. The setup, all of uh-huh. it. It's just... <laughs> that's why I say like I, I like what he puts out because I don't yeah. get, have to watch it anymore. But, and it's amazing when you think about grade A flushers. I mean, Webb Simpson kind of fits this boat too. Uh, a player doesn't look like, pretty. does not like so often the the really good flushers have these these things that don't look perfect about it right. and i right. think that's an interesting part like obviously you have some that look everything looks great like adam scott everything looks beautiful but a lot of times you think even like sergio with the lag like not like sergio's a beautiful golf swing but yeah. it's it's different looking than what the prototype is um yep. the, the a position maybe some right. might say right. <laughs> but uh he's uh, one of he's nelson a pga a wgc and a bmw it's not like a horrible resume right? well With you don't PGA win a lot when you can't make a putt right right and what and, and you know 
he gets a lot of shit for the Ryder Cup. Like he was good. He was pretty good in the Ryder Cup, at least twelve. And then you know the Keegan Phil pairing. Everybody, yeah, everybody was bad. Anyways, I don't mean to make this a big Keegan defense. It's just like I think like the the personality and the setup and the routine somewhat sort of. <laughs> consumes the whole conversation in his golf his actual golf is lost anyway, one, one thing right. i wanted to talk about yeah on 18 he's in that bunker right yeah. and yeah. then they set it up like this is a doable shot yeah yeah this yeah. is a doable shot <laughs> then f- and this is this is just a general golf this you could plunk any of our analysts in there any commentator analyst duo in here Nance says to Faldo, what happened there? And Faldo just goes on this two-minute mumbling kick where he doesn't say anything. And the answer, why we like Johnny and why Johnny was actually polarizing because some people didn't like Johnny because of this, was he would have just said he had a terrible shot. That was a shitty shot, which it was. It was a terrible golf shot. And why can't we just get... That's what... Viewers deserve that. Right. He hit a bad shot. I would say we got a little bit of it in the early portion of the broadcast with Gannon Immelman and uh, Trevor Immelman and uh, Aaron Oberholzer. I always stumble pronouncing Oberholzer. When they, you know, Gannon throws like, here he is. He's on the Aimpoint Express. And Oberholzer is great. Just real observation, real human talk. He's like, I don't know if there's anything expressed about that. And Gannon Craig's like, all right, just aim point. He goes, yeah, that took a while. Like, I don't know. They're not like crushing the guy, right? They're not crushing, but it's real conversation. It's real talk for a second, you know? So that's good. That's contra to, to all this, what you called mumble fest. Like, you know, like talking about the, the lie, all this stuff. You just talked about how it was doable in the lead up. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Do you have any aim point thoughts? Is it a scourge? No, I, we don't I, need to get into that. We'll so I was, that I was rewatching like the close. I was watching uh, this at a bar. Uh, Mother's Day, little Mother's Day excursion. Mother's Day bar, <laughs> bar crawl. It might explain why we're why we're recording oh, in the morning. Right. But um, I was, you know, it was Mother's Day, and, and Mama wanted to go go uh, kick yeah. loose a little bit. But I was so I, I rewatched it this morning, and it's amazing with like the fifteen second fast forward. Oh God! How many times between shots I hit the fifteen minute, and it's more than four, which is sixty seconds. Right. And I just was thinking, like, what other what other sport is like this where you can just sit there and hit the fifteen second over and over and over again. Yeah, like I feel like if you're catching up with an NBA game, you do it at the free throw line. Like you hit the yeah. 15 second, you see one free throw, you hit the 15 second, you see the other one. Yeah. MLB, you do it between pitches. You can do to catch up. At NFL, you could hit it once or twice between plays. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. but Depending. like between shots, what this is part of the golf's issue. And I, I, because I was watching it, and I watched like the back nine really quick. You know, yeah. by just yeah. using the fast forward button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> They're both aim pointing, both of them. Yeah. Keegan and, and Neither. Home, so. This is, th- I'm just going to say Max Homa is not swift. Okay. All right. I'll say a lot of 
favorable maximum of things, but not very fast. Yep. Um, uh, couple other and, notes. Yeah. Cam Young. Yeah. He was awful on the greens. Cam putt. Hey, I have him. At, I have him in a thing in a pool. I had him and like that putt on eighteen just murdered me. Hey, Three way tie between solo, solo second, and the money there. It just, but it was the kind of summed up his week. Never had even a chance. Not on close. That putt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, first off the tee, fifth approach, fifth around the green. This is his fourth top three since joining the PGA Tour. Pretty good. Really good. Is he the best of the Cameron zone? I guess Cam Smith is still there. So, okay. This is a guy, I, I just, you know, his game translates at every course. You know, you think about where he's done it, too. He's got, uh, obviously, Riff. Riviera. Here is not, like, this is one of the longest guys on the tour. This is not a, you know, spray at golf course. It's, it, it, like, he can drive it so elite because he's got the accuracy, too. It's not just like he pounds it. Um, you know, obviously he had that. He had the uh, Riviera top three. He had he top three at Heritage. Different. Like these are deal. way different types of golf courses. This is sure. Cameron Young. And I'm not saying anything here. Cameron Young is probably a superstar in the waiting. Like the putter. Superstar. When the pu- okay. I, okay. I just I really believe in this kid's game. Um, he he okay. proved it last year on the Corn Ferry Tour, and this year, I mean, four top threes. That is really, really, really good. That's being uber relevant. Yep. And then he, yep. the Sanderson, which is kind of a bomber's paradise, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I don't I know, know much about the, about the golf course, club, Country Club of Jackson. I assume it's. I assume it's favorable to bombers like everything else. Because champ, champ, champ won there. Won there. Yeah. I think it's like one of those places where you just get out there and just just swing Whack. as hard as you can. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else on the uh, Wells Fargo? Fitzy. Fitzy. Fitzy's got in 2022. He's got seven top 18s and nine starts, five top tens. How many wins? Zero. Okay. Good player. Good player. Um, okay. I did like that Nance called it a comfy pairing, him and Cam Young, the, because of, of the wake, because of Fitzy's brother playing with Cam Young. Nance was on his game this weekend. He uh, was. He was, was really selling the event too. Mother's Day, selling the event. You know, <laughs> Bradley Boulevard is the street that goes in. He had a reference about that. Nance was in peak Nance form. Uh, the the thing I kept thinking about too, and I I hate to keep you know banging on this take but if we had just put last week's event and this week's event together i know i was like kind of longing to see what would happen it, it with max and if it if rom's in the mix too yeah yeah and there's just a few more good players this was obviously yeah. way better field than last week's yeah and in, in terms of like Players that were from like ranked 20th in the world to 60th in the world. There are a lot more of them. But in terms of having at least even one more big guy that was relevant, not Rory just insignificantly top fiving. (laughs) Abby F was trying to drag him across the line. Like, oh, he's right there. It's like five back with five to play, you know? And I know there was trouble out there, but yeah, they they were trying to. 
keep him involved. Anyways, horrible, horrible, horrible weather. I was impressed with the DC fans that came out there. Let's do that again for the women's PGA down the street, uh, literally down the street in whatever, a month and a half. So, you know, I think uh, you know, pro golf should be here. I'm not going to do that whole take, but can I, I thought can it was I, a good week. I was can I pose you a question? Yeah. What American needs a good performance at Southern Hills the most? I need to research that. Um, Patrick Cantlay. Thomas, maybe. JT. Burns. Not Burns. Cantlay. Billy Boy. Cantlay might be it. (laughs) Or Max Homa. I think it's Cantlay. FedEx Cup champion. Just made money hand over fist. What has he done? He's uh, all right. I don't want to get into it. What has uh, he done? Cantley. All I right. Mean, he, I know he did well at the Masters here, the one year. He his was solid at the Tiger Master. He was he T three at the twenty nineteen <laughs> PGA, which was where Beth Page. Everybody was like, but it was completely irrelevant. T uh, three. That's true. That's true. Like DJ and Brooks had a chance. Nobody else had a chance. That was that's true. Because <laughs> Spieth had T three that one too, where he made like. Right, right, right. Everything. A gazillion feet, feet of pus. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I do think, I will say, I do think his prowess at the memorial speaks volumes. Because I remember a Joseph Lamagna article all about how the memorial is where, like, great ball strikers separate more than anything. And he's Dirt got... David Lindmerth, William McGirt, things like that. Things of like that. No, I'm kidding. Hideki, Tiger, a lot of a lot of great winners. Okay. But he's done well there. He's obviously got two wins. You could put an asterisk on last year's uh with the ROM thing, but still he won. Um and then, you know, he's got a uh a, a, a second there too, I think. Maybe a fourth. Fourth. Unexpected Cantley discussion. I'm I'm into it. I, I think it might be him. I need to look a little closer. I think it has to be. He's got a FedEx Cup. He's got two memorials. Xander. Xander's done stuff at majors, though. Like you, yeah. do, you can't look at the like. The thing is, <clears throat> Cantlay hasn't been relevant at a major championship, and that is an issue, right? A for a top five player, it's a problem. All right, that does it for your Wells Fargo. Let's do an ad read. That does it. Or, you're calling. You're calling it. Well, what do you, I mean? It's it's a, after this ad read. After this stuff. ad read, we'll be back with more what Wells the Fargo sticks. <laughs> we, you won't we'll believe be, what a certain urinating Danish golfer <laughs> did on Sunday. We'll be back um, with Dylan Fratelli T T forty six takes. <laughs> uh, Dylan didn't need his sun sleeves this week. I'll tell you that. Was All right, let's them? do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was out there in his sun sleep. Um, let's do an ad read for our friends at Club Champion. Uh, I played pretty well last week at uh, uh, Media Day Country Club. I got rained out I, this Friday. I wasn't allowed to play. I was, listen, I was killing. I, I wanted to play golf. I don't play a lot of golf. I was so mad that I didn't get a chance to play in the rain and the moderate cold because I've got my new set of sticks and I feel like I'm dialed in. I'm hitting the ball well and uh, thanks to club champion and that's no bullshit. Go ahead. I was I was texting with uh you know, no laying ups, Tron Carter. Oh god. About something completely different and he just out of the blue he goes, "I can't reiterate 
how good Brendan played. I mean, you need to put the word out to anybody that's looking for a good member guest party. Kept bringing this up. He's brought well, this up to me three times. Three times. There are a couple sevens He's brought in this there. up. And, and I have to say, I played, I, I said back to him, I played with Brendan in a fried egg event. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, it wasn't great. It yeah. was not great. I was I was constantly on edge about what was going to happen. So oh, I have to say, the transformation. The member guest, I like that. I'm open to that. If you're, I, I will be readily open and available. Uh, you kidding. might have to. You might. The thing with Brendan, if you bring him as a member guest partner, is that you're uh, you're really rolling the dice there with four kids. Anything can happen, and there can be a last-minute cancellation due to a, a number a of extraneous yeah. situations that could that are uh, that are yeah. available. I mean, a yeah. kid could hit his head on something. A kid yeah, could be that's sick. That's always a fifty-fifty deal. But you will get a, a golfer's bag who's dialed in and prepared, thanks to Club Champion. Uh, you got to go. You got to get this done. I mean, I know. I've, results: I've, average twenty-two yard increase off the tee. Average 17-yard increase with irons. Average 10-yard better dis- dispersion. Fittings that run the gamut. I'm a Let not a great golfer. Let me ask you a question. I've got to push back here. Is your <laughs> iron increase because of, you know, maybe modern technology sloths being a little bit stronger? My irons increased probably because my old irons were from the freaking. You well, know, that's what I'm saying. They're I know probably, what you're saying. Probably, I know uh, what you're saying. They probably turned them down six degrees at the time. I had some grips that were not, you know, worn to the stuff. You know, yes, that's probably part of the part of the. But if you, the point is, if you're going to get new clubs and you're going to spend money on clubs, don't just willy nilly, you know, go on the internet or just go to Dicks and say. Give me all that stuff. You got to get fit. I think I think this is the way you know the world is evolving. And Club Champion, uh, they have 100 plus locations, top trained master fitters, 60 plus brands, 50,000 50, hittable head shaft combos in every store. And you could try them all, I suppose, if you really wanted to get into the nitty gritty. I suggest doing one part of your bag and then like going from there. Right. I mean, if you want to do, the I got to get bag, in there, that, but you know, I might have to get in there before I'm maybe Use I'll the promo. Maybe I'll go Use... in the PGA lead up, you know? Yeah, there you go. Use the code fried egg through the rest of this year. You get 20% off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club and you're going to be buying a club. I'm just telling you, you're not going to go and just not get any 20% off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club when you use the promo code fried egg. I have plenty of people who have been messaging us for that code. We got to put the codes up somewhere. I feel like 50% of my life is dedicated to responding to messages about codes. So fried egg but, is But promo still, code people won't find it still. And that's I have it's articles about where to play golf in Chicago, and I still get hundreds of messages that's a year where I play. about where should I play golf in Chicago. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if you Google fried egg Golf, like public golf, yeah. Chicago. There's an article. Yep. This is the and thing about people; they'll still reach out and ask you even after the web page is created. <laughs> right. Anyways, the code there is Friday for Club Champion. Uh, go get uh, signed up for them. All right. Uh, on the European tour at the Bedfred British Masters, the Piss Bear has won. Hey, He's I wanted to talk Eagle about Sergio. Birdie. Okay, we can talk about Sergio. What do you want to he talk about? He still put this happened at Potomac. 
Okay, you consider this a, a, a Wells Fargo news. Go I ahead. I think it is. Yeah. He hits his ball over left on 10, and as you pointed out, that has left a 10. Content. Should be, you know, memorialized as the great, you know, as the, one of the great content producing places in, in, in the world of golf. Maybe right the up there the with aim on corner. Yeah, that's true. It alone, the 10th hole alone justifies a Washington DC stop at TPC uh, Potomac every year. That hazard. But anyways, <laughs> sir, that, for those that aren't aware, that's where uh, the Sun, Sun Kang, yeah. Joel Damon dispute happened. Sun Kane cheated yes. in that hazard. <laughs> Line it where it crossed. Go ahead. So anyways, Sergio saunters in there. To his credit, what he was upset about turned out to be true. The official, he was not near it where his ball was. The official started the clock as he crossed the bridge, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, pop him. <laughs> Put the screws to Sergio. Any anywhere. And it was not Ken Tackett. No, it was some guy in a bucket hat. I think I don't know. Can I, I give can't. you a real quick Ken Tackett uh, aside? Yeah, who doesn't want a Ken Tackett aside? So I was uh, at the Masters and I was walking up the the 18th hole, like way right at 18. You know where all the the trees are. Yeah, kind of in between 10 and 18. <laughs> and uh there's a guy sitting in a cart and he and i swear to god i i don't know if he he was just smirking at me i swear he was looking at me like there's the guy that can't that can't pronounce my name that says 10 kakik come on i don't know i said hello how are you doing he said i'm great how are you kept walking you know i wasn't i didn't introduce myself or anything but it was him. I didn't know what he looked like. I had no clue what he looked like. You, you don't know, know what he looks like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention. I don't, broadcast I don't pay attention to these things. I don't, you know, okay. this okay. is... Uh, I, he was I'm, not involved this weekend. He was not. Potomac. He was at the Masters. But anyways, Sergio saunters on in there. And the official starting the clock early got him all, all hot and bothered. To which yeah. he unloaded about his... Uh, how he wasn't going to gonna be there. Yeah. He wasn't going to be around much longer. They don't have to deal with you anymore in a couple of weeks. Um, I wrote about this, whatever that was, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. Probably didn't post till Thursday night. It was less, less like a live golf take and more like a Sergio, like Sergio sucks take. Like I don't, like I don't want to get into like live golf again, but. There's just ways to I don't know. He got a he got a raw deal a little bit, right? The, the timer, but like Sergio, just we have 25 years of Sergio doing this thing, and uh, he like acted like a child down there in the marsh, whatever it is. Um, it's just like Sergio gone. He's such he, he is the pampered fuck that pa- Patrick Cantlay talked about. Like he is the quintessential pampered fuck. From probably junior golf days till now, he's never sort of appreciated that. I'm sure spitting in cups and hollering off, popping off this, that, and the other. And my whole point about going to live golf is like <clears throat> you probably you could you probably never take a penalty. Take 25 minutes to look for your ball. I'm not sure they give a shit about the golf, like in the integrity of the actual competitions. Like uh, it's just you're going to have a boss of some sort 
And Sergio doesn't seem like a person who does well with the boss. Like, you are going to have to do things. You're going to have to come come do a little jig for us at this. You got to be here at this. You got to do this at this time. I don't know that they're going to, like, be, you know, real intense on rulings or real intense about you got to talk to the media after everything or you got to, you know, promote this, that, and the other. But, like, you will have a boss in a way that he doesn't have a boss now. And that doesn't seem like it sits well with Sergio, but maybe the money's so good that doesn't matter. Here's a counterpoint. If you're live golf and you have Sergio who tends to run hot, tends to, do you just let him, you know, run hot and get all frustrated because you know, at the end of the day, it's a plus it's a, it's a drama. It's, it's people talking about your, your tour. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, this thing, people talked about it got people talking about golf it got it made you know its way into the national media in a way uh well about... that's only because of the upstart challenger you're right yeah no but but it. his tantrums lead to you know big if if you're in the in the belief of any press is good press yeah maybe maybe they let him go nuts yeah maybe they let him... my my whole point is like he's gonna go nuts about the wrong thing at the wrong time and it's not going to be a, like I. This is not a ruling take about like whether he was right or wrong. Um, I just know like these guys. Uh, I don't know the the scary mfers. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to get in a position where you can't tell them how to be, and they don't like to be told how to be or do things or be pushed back against the guys not Norman, but the guys above Norman. So, uh, and and I don't know when and where that'll happen, but. Um, you will have a boss. It's a changing dynamic, and and the money may be so good for a lot of these older players that doesn't matter. So. Are you sad to see Sergio go? No, no. I we can just do that right now. Like, um, I, I this isn't a compelling golf product. Still, Martin Keimer apparently is the former world number one. I think that was a J- Jimmy Corrigan, a Telegraph report. Martin Keimer. What's the European tour going to do with the Martin Keimer Open? The what is that? The (laughs) The Russell Keimer. Oh, the oh. (laughs) So we're at like Westwood, Poulter, Keimer, Sergio, Dick Bland, uh, Phil. It's just it's Phil. uh, uh, Lots of washed guys. I uh, I don't know. Sergio's not washed either. No, but it's not it's not compelling yet to me, Martin. It's not doing it for me. And that's that's just where I'm at. Uh it'll be interesting. I'll be curious to like see how they I got the I got event. a little scuttlebutt. Okay. Well scuttlebutt. Little, Scoop. Little little word from the water cooler, you know, <laughs> checking in. Finding finding some scoops. <laughs> anyway, so allegedly I saw that Luke Elvey was put this out there he's been putting a lot out there um might might tell luke Luke it's time to put pause on twitter you know maybe yeah (laughs) maybe take a break for a second not the not the (laughs) not a long ball hitter not the swiftest deer in the forest that you know twitter sort of can get dangerous so go ahead but anyways so luke put this out there about 70 tour players um asking for releases the releases i've heard from a couple independent parties that this is true um and say that again how many 70, players 70 pga tour pga tour players okay now the way that they are framing it 
Yeah. It's something new that I heard. And uh, I have to say, I I admire. We talked about this. The ingenuity of how they're framing the release for the first event. I talked about this on the podcast. You did? Like a month, like three weeks ago. Go ahead. What is it? The vaccination thing? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're framing it as, well, we would love to play the PGA. They're they're framing it just like they would frame the Canadian Open. It's opposite. So the Canadian, the Canadian Open, Open, obviously, Canada has uh, very strict vaccination rules to get in, and uh, the contingent of tour is is framing it as, hey, we'd love to play. go play the Canadian Open, yeah, but we can't get into the country. Yeah, so we want to go play. We still want to play before the PGA. <laughs> yeah. And I have to I have to admire the wherewithal of these guys to come up with such a, a valid excuse to go play for $25 million. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I I I did I did this as a throwaway at the end. You're probably already moving on to the next thing. But yeah, I mean it's crazy that yeah, that's how they're going to play it. I'm not vaccinated. It's impossible. It's a pain in the ass to go into Canada, play the Canadian Open. So I'm going to play. I need an opportunity to play. I'm going to play live. And this sort of points to the bigger issue, like the real rubber meets the road. Yes. It's going to come with the Portland one, you know, well, opposite the deer. Also, it, it, it points to the tour. I think politically, the ban was a very, very, very bad card that they played that's going to come back and bite them in the ass because they aren't going to ban right. 70 guys. What they can't. Who are they? That they are. <laughs> they're going to be a bunch of nobodies. They're going to be your yeah. like run of the Go mill drag. tour player. But here's the thing that's, that makes up a third of the tour, a third of the tour asked for release. Yeah. And it was well, in the field only 48, right? Yeah. Or is it bigger? Am I mistaken in that? Norman uh, might make it bigger just to prove a point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, related to that, we'll just keep doing this news. Like I thought Huggin, John Huggin had an interesting article on Golf Digest about like contra to like the ban and the big talk. Like DP World Tour is like kind of in a tight spot where they mum, right? A, like they did they did the Saudi thing for three years. And they can't just kind of turn around and do the whole moral high ground bit. B, they don't have like the actual bylaws, right? That that Jay Monahan. And I think that's not kind to of mention like, some of these guys are European tour legend. Like, are they going to ban Lee Westwood? Who's going to be the Ryder Cup captain? Keimer. They just keep adding another one on the pile. Keimer, Sergio, Westy, Poulter. Uh, how did Stenson get? I mean, they uh, had to promise Stenson so much money. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the thing about the Ryder Cup captain deal is that it's a lot of work, but it I've heard from from some people that it ends up being like a ten to twenty million dollar boon in terms of like appearances, yeah. sponsorships, TV, like all this stuff that comes from it. Yeah, I mean McGinley's obviously made like kind of a second life, second career from it. From it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, the European Tour is in a different position. Uh, politically in terms of posture, or I'm sorry, publicly in terms of posturing against the live, their guys jumping to live where I think like the Monaghan thing, like the bylaws are sort of a saving grace for him. And now like you could have said the public 
chatter saber rattling about bands was a mistake and and i don't necessarily disagree with you but like it's almost like he can say it's out of his hands like it is literally the letter of the law that i have to dis not approve this waiver when there's an op when there's a field that we are offering event we are offering in the united states the same week i don't know if like i mean that's the that's the stance he has to take by the bylaws now what happens after that is like a little bit more of his own sort of decision making and executive leadership choice but it's a little bit of a fallback in terms of, of the public stance he has to take so european tour though in a very different spot um, in terms of what they're doing. Good report by John Huggins. Speaking of the European tour, Piss Bear. The Piss Bear. Great segue. The urinating Dane wins the Bet, Bet Fred British Masters with a uh, eagle birdie Dane. finish. Uh, zips past several players uh, at the Belfry, which was just garbage. Not Richie Ramsey. Felt horrible for Richie Ramsey. Um, uh, friend of the program, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's back up, uh, uh, flying high, as they said. Oh, that's that was the article. That was the bit. I saw Brian Keogh tweeted this. The commentary. I bet he feels like he could fly right now. Says the TV commentator after Olson's first one since being cleared of sexual assault, assault by beating, and being drunk on an aircraft. I bet he feels like he could fly right now. Not the. Uh, not the terminology I would go with. Anyways, the piss bear is back in the winter. So wouldn't, that probably wouldn't have flown on a PGA Tour telecast. No. It would have been about all the over- adversities overcoming. Uh, yeah, he goes, you know, it was a 73 in round four. But, uh, you know, the finish is what got it done. I have no other. It was a delightful little coffee golf amusement, I suppose. I mean. On, uh, Mother's Day brunch. What's more heartwarming than the piss bear? Get a coming, you know, redemption story. And uh, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising. The guy was a rider cupper. Yeah, he's a great talent. He yeah. got up, he got up to thirty third in the world. And when you look at the European tour at this point, that's you know, one of the best players on the tour. Before he before he got, you know, popped for pissing all over <laughs> an airplane. He, I mean, he was still a relevant player at that point. You know, he was. Yeah, I think he yeah. was like in the in the fifties. Wasn't World he on his way ranking. home from like the a major or something? I don't yeah. Know. Anyways, so it shouldn't be surprising that he's back. He's a, he's a very talented player, and um, you know I don't have much else to say. Thunder Bear, yeah, yeah. Not not exactly a, a feel good story, you know. He take him or leave him. Um, leave him. All right, moving on uh, elsewhere. The Simmons Bake Open for the Snedeker Foundation on the Corn Ferry Tour. Brent Grant, syllable uh, economy here. Brent Grant wins the Simmons Bank Open at 16 under, beats uh, Kevin Yu by a shot on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, where else? On the Senior Tour, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. I know you were watching this from TPC Sugarloaf all weekend. Steve Flesh wins by a shot. This, I mean, be honest with you, this is more what the Champions Tour wants. Yeah. Good Flesh. Patty Harrington, Fred Couples, David Toms, and Ernie Els in your top five. That's, you know, Stephen Alker and Scott Perrell and Gene Sowers are nice, but I think that's probably what you want when you're a champion. Whenever I think about Steve Flesh, I always think about that statistic about the major championships yeah. scored yeah. apart, and it's like Tiger and then him. And the Tiger's, he was second, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like 200 shots uh, difference between all so, majors. So, like, yeah. this is the thing. 
It's like Steve Flesh, that's a relevant winner. First time in a while. Like it's a, yeah. it's nice to come out here and not have to trot <clears throat> out. This is this is everything wrong with the champions tour take. I mean the whole top five, you know, right? Harrington yeah. couples, Toms, and L's. A lot of majors there. Okay. Uh that does it for your results. We kind of hit news. Uh, and we'll just get out of here. On a Monday amusement, a lot of people sent us this. Billy Ho was the actual first tee announcer for the AP, his APGA event. Just proclaiming, shouting, reading off the card. It was like They just have to get him a bell. Like He's leaning into the bit. They had to give him a bell as he was shouting out the names from so-and-so Florida, you know, whatever. He just... It's just leaning into the bit a little too much. Good, good for Billy though, sponsoring that event, yeah, being the host absolutely. of it. It's a, uh, I, you know, I, I do have to say, I'm, I'm very, um, it's an admirable thing to do. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I will say, Billy does a lot of good stuff. I think that Billy, that it, it's important with our Billy take. Billy on the course, his on course antics. His, hey, I don't think his, we've ever like castigated Billy. I think we've just we've observed and amused and delighted and highlighted. I've yeah. never like really said Billy's a bad guy or Billy should be like I don't know. I don't. Think I just think people actually... people tend to think that we 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 just really are amused by Billy's in tournament you know on tournament grounds behavior. I don't think we've ever said a mean thing about Billy. Billy, that may be true. Billy has been true. off the course. He's very involved with like. <laughs> charities he's he's got a junior tournament he's got this tournament he obviously he's uh he's his wife going through the stuff like billy just tends to like his mouth just tends to as billy uh, buddy alexander said his mouth goes a little faster than his brain sometimes i i I think billy is is overall i think billy is is a decent guy yeah all right that does it for this monday (laughs) we might be a pro billy you know, All right. we've never Bill. said mean things. We never made personal. We never got mean. We ne- we've always said we probably watch him closer than anybody else, and that just tends to be a lot of stuff comes from watching him closely. A lot Did, of Billy didn't play this week because uh, no. of this thing, but that that was probably a really good Billy golf course. Yeah, uh, to Potomac. Yeah, I want him on the team at Quail Hollow. Would be great, Billy right. Hoba. You know, just yeah. What if they just sent out like what the you know how the the dream team, how they when they play the all the, right. the uh, World Cup events, they send yeah. out like the B team. It's all yeah. like the next. Yeah. yeah, I think the Presidents Cup should be like a pipeline event. Well, I think some guys should be like I'm sitting out this year. You've got guys playing bad who are on like the Whistling Straits team. Like Finau is nowhere near. Like he's not going to be back, right? Harris English is hurt. He was kind of a rotating spot, anyways. But I don't know. So gonna have Let's room look for at that. that. Do you want to do a little quick Press Presidents Cup. Cup segment? Are we going to have like a Kevin Chapel, Charlie Hoffman <laughs> type thing happen at the bottom of the roster? All right, I'm going to read off the, <laughs> the the points right now. We got Scheffler, Cantlay, Burns, Morikawa, Thomas. Homa, Spieth, Shoffley, Gooch, Hoagie is in the 10 spot. Coke crack. Oh, God. He could be the first live golf. You know, didn't know. He should be an international selection. I'm going to write my column now that live golf has put a a stain on, on the President's Cup by losing Coke crack. Billy Boy is number 12. Kisner's 13. You're right. DJ right now, 16. 
Berger, 18. Pat Reed, 21. Bryson, 24. There's a lot of guys that you're right, like six guys. Who are mainstays, kind of you assume are. Not mainstays. I would never refer to Harris English as a mainstay. DJ, Finau, I would say, was kind of starting to become that. No? Yeah. Um, How many picks are there? I don't even know. Three? Do they do? I don't know what they do. We'll figure it out on later. <laughs> Subject to uh, what if we get Hoagie Gooch and uh, and and Homa and Billy Boy in there? That'd be great. It'd be fun. That little spice and Coke Crack gets extradited. Get, oh God! Sunday singles. Hoagie versus Siwoo Kim. Sunday singles clash to win the presence. I'm not going to say this. I, I'm going to say this, but I'm, yeah. this is not. This Seems is like a, you're about to say kind it. of fake take. Fake take. But maybe Millman should should the team should be the live golf team, and then it, you'd get a real like good versus evil dynamic Uh-oh. going. Like That's not bad. Live golf guys versus the defenders of the natural or the the current order yeah is that what you're saying yeah. all right that would get some spice going that's good they wouldn't want it they wouldn't do the partnership but no pga tour coming to the table with greg norman to have a team competition i don't think it's happening but it's all our loss we're worse off for it all right <clears throat> that's it that does it for this monday episode everyone you know, enjoy feed house 15th in points he's literally a win away yeah. Yep. There's time too. All right. Enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday to what is it? TPC Craig Ranch. Oh. LPGA's back. <laughs> good. Pretty good field. Much better field now. Uh, the Craig Ranch. So we'll be back Wednesday. Enjoy the start of your week. 